Now, this is a, a thing about BTC. They have this hodl mentality. Yeah. They're like, buy hodl. <laughs> Sit back. Wait for it, guys. Halving. 2020 halving. Yeah, yeah, logically. 2020 halving. It logically doesn't make sense. If, like, if we're all buying hodl, then what? Yes. Oh, how are we holding? Yeah. Don't sell. Uh, Don't sell. Don't use. What's up, everybody? Greg Jabesi here, and welcome to Africa's number one technology podcast, and that is the Gray Avenue podcast. And let me start off with a reminder, as usual, that you can find this podcast on all podcasting platforms uh, from Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, and whatever there is. I think Google Play as well, we're there. So that makes your listening experience a lot more easier if you go and find us on those platforms. All you have to do there is type my name, Gray Jabesi, or you can just type the Gray Av podcast. You should be able to find me over there. I'm also on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Gray BTC, Gray with an E, and then BTC, G R E Y BTC. Today we have an exciting guest. Uh, someone I've been looking forward to have on this podcast for a very long time and it finally happened and that is Lorian Gomorov. Uh, Lorian is the founder and CEO of Bankimoon, a blockchain and cryptocurrency consultancy and co-founder and CEO of CentB, a cryptocurrency payments and remittance company. Right, so before I continue, I just want to give you some heads up that I have Lorian uh, had good things to say about BSV. He shifted from being pro Bitcoin after the fork, he became pro Bitcoin SV, not Bitcoin BTC. So, just to add some context for folks who don't really know what's going on here, there are now, I think, about four or five versions of Bitcoin. There's one that is popular when you say Bitcoin, you're mostly referring to BCC. And there's another one called Bitcoin Cash, and there's now Bitcoin SV, and there's Bitcoin Private, and there's another Bitcoin as well. Um, the popular one obviously being BTC. And this is because of different in uh, the difference in opinions uh, within the community of Bitcoin. There are ones, you know, there are things that need to change over time, and there are others that agree with some improvements, and others who don't. So because Bitcoin is an open uh, protocol uh, it is decentralized anyone pretty much have an opinion and they can contribute and then they can decide so if people don't really want uh, Bitcoin to do certain things you know they can create their own Bitcoin based on the original Bitcoin they will just copy the code uh, create their own consensus uh, system you know using other miners and then they create their own Bitcoin so when there is a difference within these uh, protocols that are you know decentralized and open source this is one of the things that happens so imagine the dollar uh, the US dollar that Americans don't agree that uh, the US dollar shouldn't be based on gold anymore it's not ba backed by gold if other Americans say, say that hey we don't really like that version of the dollar we're still gonna keep the dollar but we're gonna make ours 
uh, be backed by gold. So instead of just calling it the US dollar, it's going to be the US dollar gold, right? So if you believe with the, in the US dollar gold, you're going to be uh, using the, uh, the USDG. If you believe in the USD, you're going to be using the USD. And that is the difference. So Lorian believed that Bitcoin SV, which is um, championed by a guy who claimed that he is the creator of Bitcoin. His name is Craig Wright. Uh, the guy who claims to be the original creator of Bitcoin, who is referred as Satoshi Nakamoto. So there is a disparity within the cryptocurrency space about the subject. So it's very interesting and very important subject. I uploaded this on my YouTube channel, Hardcore Crypto, which is purely about cryptocurrencies. If you're really interested in that, I suppose you go subscribe and check it out. And I had mixed feelings from folks. There are folks that are super close-minded that they don't want to hear anything different other than what they already believe in. And there are also folks that are can pick anything from everything. They can pick something from everything, basically. So it was a good balance to see, but obviously there were extremes, uh, which is not really my type. You know, I prefer to keep an open mind. So as South Africa's foremost blockchain expert, Lorian has been invited around the world to speak on digital cryptocurrencies and decentralized distributed ledgers and their benefits for emerging economies. He has addressed and advised the United Nations, IMF, World Bank, FBI, Commonwealth Secretariat, the South African Reserve Bank, Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe, TEDx, and host of professionals in multiple industries and attorney generals throughout the world. He offers insight and guidance to business executives and advises government on blockchain technologies and their implications. He pioneered blockchain payments for utility smart metering and was the co-founder of the Blockchain Academy, which educates professionals on all aspects of blockchains from regulations to software development. So there's more to Lorian, but I think I'm just going to keep it simple for you. Uh, I think the more fan is in the conversation that we had uh, itself. So I beg you to have an open mind to this and rather challenge the ideas of the concepts that he proposes other than just the position. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation of myself and Lorian. Remember to share and subscribe. Enjoy. But anyway, let's begin there. What makes you think that Craig Wright is Satoshi? Well, he said he is. And uh, either he's lying, he's mad, or he's telling the truth. And when you go and look at his history, and you look at the work he's doing now, and the work he's done in the past, the fact that he understands Bitcoin more than anybody else, and um, you can go and check, check that, um, the the resources that he has at his disposal, the the company that he's creating, the patents that he has created around Bitcoin, the papers that he has published, to me, you have to have more faith that he's not, you know, more faith to believe that he's not Satoshi than that he is Satoshi. He, to me, it's undoubtful. You know, it's, you can't you can't doubt it. I think most people have that issue though, where he's not the Satoshi we imagined. You know the. A lot of people in the early days thought, well, you know, this guy, whoever this guy is, Satoshi Nakamoto. So immediately you have this Japanese kind of character, ca character in your mind. And he was he seemed to be quiet and he seemed to be also, you know, um, altruistic. You know, he, he just wanted to create technology that was for the world and would make the world a better place. Yeah. 
not wanting to take credit. It was, it was a, the God version, kind of the God. Yes, yes. Yeah. He, he didn't want to take credit for Bitcoin. He didn't want to spend his Bitcoin. You know, all those early addresses, we don't know how many addresses Satoshi had, but the very earliest ones, no more coins have moved. He hasn't come out. He doesn't want fame. You know, we thought, that's the Satoshi. That's If ever we, we, we see Satoshi, he's going to be kind of like that. Mm-hmm. So what happens? We have this loud-mouthed, obnoxious Australian businessman who who not only is different in character from what we expected, but also is quite happy to patent technology. You know, Satoshi would seem to be the kind of guy who was willing to create technology and give it for free to the world to use. Craig Wright creates a lot of patents. He calls out all the people in Bitcoin who are pushing this kind of be your own bank and and no regulation and uh, 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 transactions outside of what government can see of mm. tax avoidance and uh, anarchistic markets. You know, he keeps talking against that. You know, uh, uh, Roger Veer is very well known Bitcoin advocate and he he's very much in favor of anarchy. You know, he's an anarchist. Yeah, he hates I, government. You know, I interviewed him before. So yes, he hates government. This, and he loves this. things like Silk Road. <laughs> you know, he, he wants to free Ross. He thinks Ross, think Ross is being unfairly you know, punished mm. for creating a free a market where people can just trade. And, and Craig Wright speaks out against that. So all the, 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 the narratives around Bitcoin that we've been you know, uh, uh, hearing for the last 10 years now, mm. you know, about all these things that I said, you know, that it's, this is an anarchistic tool, it's meant to disintermediate government and so on. He speaks against that. He says, no, Bitcoin should be regulated and yeah. it is a transparent ledger and criminals can be tracked. So he's the, 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 complete, the complete antithesis of what we expected. So we immediately doubt him. Yeah. We immediately say, listen, in the same way, I'm not going to believe in God until I see God write his name in the sky. Yeah. I'm not going to pr- believe Craig Wright Satoshi until I see him sign that. Yeah. Oh, but, but so if you create something like Bitcoin, wouldn't you expect to have real free trade on there? If you, have a peer-to-peer, yeah, if you have a, a peer-to-peer uh, payment system, would yes, you free expect trade is different. Silk Road to happen? Yes, trade, trade is different. You know, when we talk about trade, yes, of course, you know, uh, I mean, all, you know, we, we want to be able to trade with each other. We want to be able to transact with each other, of course. And uh, Bitcoin definitely makes that possible. But it doesn't make illegal activity possible. Mm-hmm. You know, being a transparent ledger, if you just think about what that means, you know, it's, it's, it's public. So that means any transaction can be traced. Yeah. So if I know the identity of an address on that, I can trace the money going through that account. So this was, was never even possible for it to be an anonymous system. Mm-hmm. So that is a, a very powerful uh, you know, uh, aspect of, of Bitcoin that a lot of people have decided to overlook. We call it pseudonymous. You know, pseudonymous means that it's, it's visible, but you don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, a lot of uh, uh, Bitcoin and crypto advocates are trying to push more anonymity. Yeah. You know, they think that if this thing is more anonymous, it's better. You know, uh, even Lightning Network. You know, Lightning Network is kind of anonymous because it has to get rooted through all sorts of different, yeah. um, you know, different nodes. So, so again, you know, it's about uh, uh, this 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 difference in in the way we thought Satoshi should be and the ideology that we built up around it. And the actual character that is that is Craig Wright. So trade is, is certainly very much what Craig uh, and Satoshi and people who are, are are Bitcoin advocates are interested in. We want people to be able to pay seamlessly without going through middlemen and so on. But we don't want to. Uh, we, we shouldn't want uh, things like illegal online marketplaces to exist. All right. 
So I, I think we just jumped into this subject without proper introduction. So uh, if you meet people at a, uh, in a coffee shop, how do you introduce yourself? I'm Lauren. <laughs> okay. And are there, so, are uh, so basically, uh, I'm uh, Lauren Gamroff. I've uh, been involved with Bitcoin almost from the very beginning. It, it was uh, late 2010, early 2011 when I first got into, uh, when I first heard about Bitcoin. Um, my, I was born in Zimbabwe and I have family in Zimbabwe. And I remember in 2008 when the, the, the currency there collapsed. And so when Bitcoin came along, it was very interesting. You know, mm -hmm. being I'm a software engineer, so I've right. been building uh, technology, you know, for banks and payment systems and energy companies for years. And, um, you know, at the time when I, when I heard about it, it was very interesting because it was this, this online in currency that you didn't need a bank or anything to work through. So um, at that stage, I, and then a few years later, I started working in an energy, uh, in, a, in a smart grid energy company. And uh, we were trying to build vending systems for customers who, who, who didn't have access to bank accounts to be able to purchase uh, um, uh, 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 electricity. Yeah. So uh, what we did was um, what I decided to do at that stage because I was so interested in Bitcoin is to create a, a Bitcoin payment system, and um, uh, bought uh, Bitcoin into 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 that and created this this prototype. And uh, unfortunately, the company I was involved with at the time they weren't so interested because you know, at that stage Silk Road was all very famous. Yeah. And they felt like a cryptocurrency or Bitcoin was the only one really at that stage was only for illegal markets and so on, and they weren't so keen. So I thought, well, that's it. I want to, you know, I want to dive into this properly. I want to build solutions around Bitcoin. I really uh, like the idea. So I founded a, a company called Bank Moon, which was um, Bank Moon, which was a, a kind of a advisory company, consulting company. Um, I ended up uh, doing a lot of consulting work and a lot of workshops and lots of seminars around the world uh, with, with central banks, um, with other financial institutions like the IMF and the World Bank and so on. Um, even the FBI had uh, had a, a workshop with the FBI and. Uh, Trying to, you know, get Bitcoin to be adopted, and trying to see how, you know, how uh, a very important thing is how we can get regulators and government to accept this thing, you know, because it's all right you and me trading Bitcoin. That's one thing, but mm -hmm. uh, if I can go to the, you know, a, a grocery store and buy my groceries or pay my rent or pay my taxes in Bitcoin, that to me is how we, we will get what we want. We want to get global growth. We want to get right. world adoption. So that's been my my my. Focus for the last, uh, you know, now uh, 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 permanent focus for about uh, five, six years, and then about two and a half years ago, you know, I was tired of this blockchain advisor. I, I could see, you know, it, it was going very wide, you know, all sorts of blockchains, and everybody's got different things. And I, and at the end of the day, all I really wanted to do was build, you know, a world of, with Bitcoin. That was what I was interested in, mm -hmm. because that's where I saw the biggest problem: money. Yeah. And. Um, what I always wanted to do was build a, a Bitcoin payment company, a Bitcoin pa company. So I created a Sedby, which is now a, a Bitcoin payment ecosystem company. We have a wallet, mm -hmm. and if you download it, I'll send you some Bitcoin. Awesome. Um, and we've got uh, we're building our merchant payment system, so you can buy pay your groceries. We've got vouchers, which are about to go live, so you can go to any uh, large retailer here in South Africa, even Spaza shops where there's a flash, you know, those flash kiosks. I don't know if you've mm -hmm. ever seen them. And you can actually take your Sendby wallet, hand over cash, and get Bitcoin directly onto your phone. You oh, don't okay. have to use an exchange or anything. So we're about to launch that. So this is what and in in what jurisdictions? That's South Africa. South Africa. Okay. Yes, we 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 are uh, our investors are uh, international. So okay. uh, we have uh, two investors: Enchain, which is a, a Bitcoin research company, and CoinGeek now, which is a, a Bitcoin mining operation and media company, and they're based in in uh, Antigua, actually. Uh, the founder is, is Canadian. So we've got international investors and we certainly have an international view. We want to 
you know, develop technology here and take it to the world. Yeah. Sendbee Wallet is available around the world. So if you have sent anywhere in the world, you can use Sendbee, but then it's just a Bitcoin wallet. And depending on your jurisdiction, depending on your country, we'll, mm -hmm. we'll open up different uh, products. All right. But the wallet generally works everywhere, just the wallet. wallet works everywhere. Okay. So you can be anywhere in the world. In fact, a lot of our customers are in India and uh, US. You know, there's a lot of interesting countries that we've, we've got users. Yeah. Um, but uh, the you know when it comes to uh, things like vouchers where you are converting local currency into Bitcoin or you you're taking uh, Bitcoin and converting it to local currency for merchants, each country has its own you know difficulties. Exactly. And yeah. uh, South Africa is a very nice country. Uh, you know, a part of the work that I was doing with Banky Moon was getting to know our regulators and working with the regulators, and they they know. Um, Myself and my co-founder uh, Angus Brown, mm. he's uh, he was actually one of the founding members of eBucks. Okay. So that together we co-founded Saint B, and we are now trying to you know do this. And we so we he's got a good reputation and, and well respected. So you know, on both of you are from the fintech background, basically. Uh, I'm I'm sort of fintech, but also uh, some advertising, digital advertising, okay. also energy. Yeah. Uh, but but it's certainly consulted to financial companies as well. Good. So this is interesting. So at what point? At what point did you feel like, okay, Bitcoin, what did you think was wrong with Bitcoin to the point that you are pro-Bitcoin SV? Okay, well, it's funny the way you phrase that because I don't think anything is wrong with Bitcoin. I mm -hmm. think that uh, Bitcoin has always worked. The way it was designed according to the white paper was correct. Um, and so the irony here is mm -hmm. that uh, Bitcoin was changed by, by people who thought Bitcoin didn't work. And that's why we have Bitcoin BTC today. Yeah. So what we call Bitcoin today is not actually the original Bitcoin. Um, what happened was Bitcoin split uh, in 2017. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, because there was part of the community who wanted to change Bitcoin because they felt like it didn't do what they wanted it to do. Mm. And when that split, we had two Bitcoins. One was called Bitcoin BDC or Bitcoin Core and then Bitcoin Cash. Mm. So Bitcoin Cash was saying we're going to stick to the original rules of the white paper. And uh, that's why I decided to adopt uh, and, and use Bitcoin Cash as uh, our Bitcoin because that to me was the original Bitcoin. But unfortunately, that happened again, you know, where the community was divided uh, uh, last year, Bitcoin Cash split again into Bitcoin BSV and Bitcoin BCH. And um, so even though it seems that, you know, I've been somebody who's moved from one coin to the other, mm -hmm. BSV is actually the only coin in existence today that follows the original rules of the white paper and can be called the original Bitcoin. But, you, but, but if I was to say that mm. to a person who liked BTC and so on, they would say to me, it's not about the white paper. It's about what the community decides. Mm -hmm. If the community decides that this is Bitcoin, it becomes Bitcoin. So can you see now, this is now what the, the social media and the, you know, the, when it comes to mainstream or how people think. Yeah. Because BTC was the ticker that was traded on the exchanges as Bitcoin. Bitcoin, when it split mm -hmm. and it became Bitcoin BTC and Bitcoin BCH, the, the changed version became retained that BTC ticker. Yeah. So for the vast majority of people in the space, they think it's the original. They mm -hmm. think BTC is how it is, how it always was. And BCH was the fork, and now BSV is the fork. Well, what is, what is the main fundamental change that makes BTC sure. less of a uh, of a less of Bitcoin yes. than BSV? Because okay. uh, I would say probably it's the issue with uh, the block size increments uh, that it's still resistant from uh, to doing that, or it's probably the issue of uh, Lightning Network. 
Is there more? Well, Lightning Network is something completely different. It's okay. it's not part of Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. It's something that sits on top of Bitcoin. It's like a, a second per protocol. It's yeah. not even, you know, it's not part of Bitcoin at all. You can have Lightning on other cryptocurrencies on Lightning on Litecoin and so on. Right. So it's not that light, Lightning was the issue. But uh, first of all, you're correct. One of the changes that they made was that they decided to enforce and maintain the one megabyte limit mm -hmm. of how many transactions or it could go into a block. And uh, that wasn't a part of the original plan for Bitcoin. The original plan for Bitcoin was always to, to have no limit on how many transactions in a block. Yeah. But Bitcoin BTC, that community said, no, we want to now make Bitcoin so it's possible for anybody to run a node, which just means run the full blockchain on, on a computer in their room. Mm. And to do that, we can't expect them to have massive hard drives. We want them to have small hard drives. So they decided to, to limit the block size. That was the first thing. The second thing, which is the most important is they decided to uh, create something called segregated witness. Mm -hmm. Now, segregated witness, one of the issues was that now, uh, as Bitcoin became more popular, more people wanted to transact, and as more people wanted to transact, it filled up the blocks, and that means it was very expensive and very slow. Mm -hmm. And so people, uh, the Bitcoin core community, were trying very hard to figure this out. They're saying, how can we do this without raising the block size? Yeah. So one of the changes they decided to make was the way Bitcoin works is it's kind of like a checkbook, uh, in the olden days, you know, the check was this, you know, piece of this book that you had from a bank. And then what you would do is you'd write uh, in there, you'd say to this person, I want to pay this amount of money and you sign with your signature. Yeah. And then you give that to the bank or you give it to somebody, they take it to the bank and you they can cash out that check. Yeah. So Bitcoin is kind of similar in that regard where when you create a transaction, what you do is um, if you've got some Bitcoin in your wallet, mm -hmm. you, your wallet creates a transaction. It says pay this amount to that person. Uh, this is this is the address it must go to. This is the amount, and here's my signature. Now yes. that signature is your private key. Yes. So it's a very important now that uh, uh, that becomes a transaction. But what Bitcoin Core decided to do was separate the signature from the transaction, mm -hmm. because the signature was taking up quite a bit of space on the transaction. Right. So if they could separate the, the signature, then they could put the transaction into the, the block and they could chuck away the signature and now we'd have a much smaller transaction we could put more into the block. Uh -huh. So this was a, a radical change. Now that is 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 a is a crucial and and a, a change that is going to be their ultimate demise. Mm -hmm. It's going to ultimately destroy BTC. Because first of all, digital signatures are very well understood in in law today. You know, you can actually have a PDF or something and you can digitally sign it and that yes. can be accepted in, in a court. Mm -hmm. Digital signatures, they say, if you take a digital signature, you embed it into the document and it becomes one thing, that can be a permissible, uh, admissible in court. By separating the signature, what they've done is they've now created a, a, a payment system where you can never prove that you are actually the person who signed that transaction. You know, there's right. no legal recourse. Now, I know it might sound at this stage, but, well, we're just thinking about it as money. So mm -hmm. if I get my money, I don't care about yeah. the signature. But if we're going to be looking at Bitcoin as a, as, a, as a global payment system that is going to be, businesses are going to be built upon, we need to make sure that um, we can uh, prove who paid what to whom. Otherwise, mm -hmm. it's not admissible in court, and then we can't have a functioning business. Exactly. Or, or a court case, I suppose. Court case, you can't do it. Yeah. I can never prove that I, let's say I, I bought some drugs and they say, look, you bought some drugs, here's your address paid. Sorry, my signature's not there. Also, no do you, did you mean that if the government comes to me or to you, it doesn't they matter. say you made this transaction, you can say no, that wasn't me. It, yes, that, that's one of the things they could do it as okay. well. <laughs> or if you buy something from a company and you pay them mm. and, and then you say, look, I paid you for my goods, where's my goods? Sorry, you didn't pay us. 
I did. Here's the transaction. All right. Tell me, prove to me that it's your transaction. Where's your signature? Oh, so okay. it absolutely destroys the economic model of, of how Bitcoin works. And uh, it, it was a, a radical change that is going to make it not a global payment system that will be accepted by uh, businesses around the world. This is going to be becoming more apparent in the future. Another thing is um, they, they've created another change which is called replace by fee. And simply put, all that means is that if I make a payment to you, before that gets confirmed into a block, because that's how the transactions are settled, they go into a block, yeah. I can actually create a transaction to somebody else with a higher fee, and then that one will be accepted. Oh, okay. So okay. what it's done now is it, it means that I can't go ever use Bitcoin BTC at a retailer. Because uh, sorry, have you tested this? Yourself? Well, this is the tech. This is the. Uh, uh, I mean, this is documented. It's in the technology. You can see it. It's one of the, the, okay. the things about Bitcoin. Um, so, what it means is means it, it makes Bitcoin impossible to use. Okay, so, so uh, just make this clear. Sure. If I make a transaction from my ledger wallet or from my mobile wallet, mm. uh, the amount is deducted almost immediately. Right, but uh, it, so it, it looks it, like it. Yeah, it, uh, at least it looks like it from yes. the user interface. Mm. But then, I suppose if you're a developer, mm -hmm. you can manipulate the code and right. make a kind of double spend. Yes, you don't have to be a developer. I mean, you could create, a, I could create a wallet that mm. does that for you. So exactly, create a double spend, mm -hmm. um, and that means now that you can't trust a, a payment unless it's been confirmed in a number of blocks, which means 20, 30 minutes later. Oh, but then why do most uh, exchanges or even most places now they're accepting one confirmation per transaction are they accepting one it's, yeah. it's usually a, a bit more than that but anyway one is it's fine I mean let's just talk about one mm. so let's say now I go into a shop and I want to go and buy something and I pay them with Bitcoin mm. I'm not allowed to leave that shop until there's been one block mm -hmm. and of course it's the it could be 10 minutes it could be 20 minutes you know, depending on, on how long it takes that's never going to work in retail. Retail is, is literally where I have to go in, I pay and I leave. Yeah. So they've actually made Bitcoin impossible to use at a retail payment level. Yes, if you're buying something online, then the online merchant can wait for the confirmations and then release the goods later. But Bitcoin BDC has now been hobbled as a, as a payment system. And they admit this hmm. because what they're saying now is that it's not money, it's gold. Which means that it doesn't matter if I send you gold and it takes an hour to get there. You know, it's not a transaction. As long as I get it. As long as you get it, you know. And so they're saying that Bitcoin is now becoming gold and we're going to create new technology like Lightning where we can do transactions on top. Okay. So these were changes that I was not happy with. I didn't want Bitcoin to be a gold system. There's no such thing as digital gold. <laughs> you know, uh, it has to be useful for it to have value. Yeah. And people will say, well, it is useful. It uh, allows me to keep it and no one can take it away from me and I can send it across uh, the sea. You're going to need, if you want your cryptocurrency to succeed and to become valuable, it has to be used. It has to be used all the time. Buying things, you know, uh, here and there. So this was a radical change that uh, BTC made, and I and I just don't, didn't see that being a successful change. And I said, at that stage, when BCH, Bitcoin Cash, and Bitcoin Core split, for me it was clear. And now I have to, unfortunately, we have to change the ticker symbol, mm -hmm. and we have to um, uh, roll back that code. And then I was on Bitcoin Cash. But then Bitcoin Cash did the same thing. You see, the people who were most prominent in Bitcoin Cash, like Roger V and so mm -hmm. on, they now have their ideology is to create these online marketplaces that allow people to buy and sell without being shut down. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't believe in that. You know, I don't believe that we need to that that Bitcoin is going to become something that uh, that allows for uh, uh, on, uh, online marketplaces that are anonymous. It can exist, but there's no way that a regulator 
will ever allow that. Mm-hmm. And to me, if, if I, if I, the way I see the world is that if I want something to succeed, no matter how much I disagree with my, my government and my regulators, I can't work around them. Exactly. I have to, I have to unfortunately follow the rules. If I don't like the rules, I have to move to a different country. Mm-hmm. So the only way I see Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency succeeding is if it follows the rules. Right. And right now, of course, we've got, we, we don't have specific regulations around cryptocurrency, but we certainly have regulations about currency. Mm. And if we're going to be treating Bitcoin as a currency, we better make sure that we follow the rules of the country. And that means allowing uh, uh, businesses enforcing know your customer rules. Mm. So if, if you transact with me, I have to know your name and so on. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, doing anti-money laundering. So that means if I see suspicious transactions, reporting that to the government. Allowing tax auditors to come in and view all my, my transactions and make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, putting money here and there. Yeah. And that's and remember, auditors love Bitcoin because it's public. But then I just got getting back to the point you said about double spending. Mm. If this, uh, if what you said is absolutely true, why haven't I heard of any cases where people are like, OK, I was meant to receive Bitcoin and now it's been, you know, I haven't received it. Well, because most people when they receive Bitcoin don't expect it to be there instantly the, the, you know uh, normally no, no, but i'm saying to actually have a case where uh you didn't receive the bitcoin that you were meant to because you've got a, a fake transaction yes so, well so. uh the reason for that uh, and i'm sure there have been people but the reason that, largely for that is because nobody accepts what are called zero confirmation transactions on bitcoin in other words people will only accept it until they have at least one if is uh, if you say so or, or two or three or more so uh, actually i do otc trading and I, mm. I know a lot of people would do so worldwide mm. and how it works is that as long as you send if they get a notification there that you know well that's their sent. decision that's a business decision <laughs> okay. and uh, they haven't been defrauded yet but it doesn't mm. mean that they can't be or won't oh, okay. be so at this stage of course you know um uh, uh, the the issue here isn't so much that it's becoming uh, you know this big problem. Mm. It just means that it, it stops us from allow, uh, having Bitcoin be as as functional as we would like it and to be. Trustworthy as well. Trustworthy. You know, uh, B is an SV wallet, and we do accept uh, zero confirmation. So you can actually, I can send you Bitcoin right now, and immediately mm. you can go and and spend it. And then a retailer can immediately go and accept that as well, mm-hmm. because. Um, in in uh, in the way Bitcoin works, the, the original Bitcoin, mm. there is no such thing as replaced by fee. Yeah. So you can now trust that if a miner has seen it, it's probably going to go into a block and it's probably going to get mined. Is there any logic to Bitcoin Core refusing to increase the block size and giving it one megabyte? There's no logic. You see, they they what they want to do is they what they believe that that Bitcoin needs to be maximally decentralized. Mm. In other words, that. It's not enough that a few companies, a few individuals out there are holding the mining network together. Mm-hmm. They think that everybody should be able to run a, a node, and that's not a mining node. That's just what they call a validating node. Because unless you have the blockchain on your computer, mm. you can't trust anybody's payments unless your node says so. Because mm-hmm. if I have to now go and ask you that I get paid, in other words, a block explorer, if I go to the Block Explorer and I want to see, I have to trust the Block Explorer. Mm-hmm. What if they're lying to me? So Bitcoin Core have this idea that we need to create a world where people can all validate their own transactions. Now, that uh, Bitcoin Core uh, community is developer-driven. They're not business-driven. Right. They are, in fact, openly hostile to business. Yeah. You know, they don't like the fact that BitPay and Coinbase yeah, and yeah, all these yeah. guys exist. And, are, 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 and uh, so... So they, they want to have this, this world where we all have our own nodes, 
Raspberry Pis sitting in our bedroom. We can all validate each other's transactions. Uh, it doesn't matter how long payments take because we're going to be using Lightning Network. They don't actually see a world where this becomes a commercial thing. And again, this is only going to be succeed in growing value if it becomes commercial. Mm-hmm. If it becomes accepted by government, taxed by authorities, and businesses get involved. So this is now the, the thing that is now holding them back. They are insisting that we have this one megabyte cap and move and move things to a second layer, which doesn't work yet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of faith they're putting into that second layer, which will solve all their problems because Bitcoin, as it exists today, can't solve the problems that they want. As soon as Bitcoin becomes popular again, if it does ever again, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to see slow transaction speeds. You're going to see high fees. Nobody's going to want to use that. All right. So, yeah, <laughs> this is this is very interesting. So if you if you look at Bitcoin SV, uh, it does it solve the problems that you think Bitcoin has or is it because uh, do you know Craig Wright in, in a personal way? I do. You know? oh, yes, is it? yes okay. I was with him last week. Oh. <laughs> um, so so do, do you think there's any bias on you on this? Well, uh, the reason why I uh, know him now and I approached him when I wanted funding for Centbee is because he believed what I believed. You know, I, I believe that Bitcoin works the way it was originally designed. And uh, I, I wanted him because he was a, clearly an advocate for the original Bitcoin. And, you know, I don't want an investor that is going to just give me money. Mm. You know, he has money is just a small part of it. You know, he has so much insight and also so much intellectual property that he's been creating that uh, will, will benefit the industry as a whole. And, I, and I'm very keen to support him in that. You know, he's, he is, um, you know, I, I, as I said, I believe he is Satoshi Nakamoto. So, but he's not just this one hit wonder. You know, he is a, a, a phenomenal brain and he is going to prove if Bitcoin succeeds, you know, ultimately if this blockchain world or, and Bitcoin actually goes somewhere, he's going to become acknowledged as one of the great inventors of, of our century. So as to the bias, uh, the bias, yes, the bias was because I uh, believed in Bitcoin. Now, are there problems with Bitcoin? According to the, the, the way the, the original white paper was constructed, it's not a, a detailed specification for how Bitcoin should work. Right. All it is, is a basic set of rules about how the system should work. So in other words, miners should collect transactions and they should, uh, uh, through proof of work, put transactions into blocks. Uh, they should broadcast their, their proofs. This is how, my, this is how Bitcoin is de- de- described in the, in the white paper. It's a chain of digital signatures. By the way, that's even described in the white paper, mm-hmm. that it's a chain of digital signatures and so on. So it's not a technical specification onto how to build a Bitcoin operation. It's just the ground rules. You know, it's like it's saying in a, in, a, in, a, in a gathering like this, these are the rules. The bathrooms are over there. That's where you have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. No smoking. Um, you know, uh, uh, please uh, greet everybody uh, in the, in in the, the place morning. <laughs> and uh, uh, make sure to clean up your glasses when you're finished. Yeah. So those are the rules. How you come here, what you're wearing, you know, how, when you go to the bathroom, how you greet people, where you say what up, or you, you know, you say hello, how are you doing? That's Doesn't not matter. defined in the spec. So Bitcoin was a very basic thing, actually. Uh, it was just a basic set of rules on how this should work. And, and it was very uh, carefully thought out as well, by the way. It wasn't just, uh, you know, it wasn't just, uh, um, you know, stuff that uh, wasn't significant, of course. You know, the ideas that he, where he, what he brought together, the proof of work and the, the blockchain itself and so on. Those are very, very interesting novel ideas for the problem of how to create a decentralized network. 
So that was very uh, uh, smart on, in its own right, but it wasn't prescriptive on how to build a Bitcoin network. Yeah. So what we have now is we have uh, in Bitcoin um, uh, companies who are trying to improve how miners uh, work, yeah. how to propagate data across the network efficiently, how to uh, uh, effectively index data in the blockchain. Um, how to create effective payment protocols. Mm -hmm. So all that is, is, a, is a field that is wide open for innovation and, and uh, development. Yeah. But the ground rules have been set in stone. And in fact, Satoshi Nakamoto even said when 0.1 was released, it was set in stone. And that means we can now forget about protocol mm -hmm. and we can start building this new world. Right. Now remember, the internet is exactly the same thing. Because a lot of people will argue, what? You can't have a protocol that's set in stone. Yeah. I mean, what happens if a new idea comes along? The internet is a protocol that is set in stone, a TCP IP protocol. The, in, the innovation happens on top of that, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of how web services, networks, and all these things. People can be free to do whatever they like, as long as they follow the rules of the internet protocol. And if they follow the rules of the internet protocol, we can all interoperate. Mm -hmm. We can all work together. We can all transfer information and so on. So this is what we needed in a in a in a in a Bitcoin world. We needed the ground rules, where we could then be able to now build this new world of cryptocurrency payments, yeah. um, supply chains, and all these things that you hear about in these blockchain conferences. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, digital assets, securities, all that kind of stuff can be built on top of that protocol. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, what's been happening over the last ten years is people are thinking, "Wait, I can build a better protocol. Hang on, let's try and adopt the protocol. Let's change the protocol." BTC did the exact yeah. same thing. Let's find, find the best protocol. Let's make the best protocol. So we're having all these protocol wars and we're, we're not even starting to build this, this world. Absolutely. So it's, it's, it's very frustrating. But Bitcoin SV is, you know, back to its roots. Oh, so you, you think Bitcoin SV to the moon? <laughs> I, well, uh, I, I mean, I And you don't, to hold, say, you don't hold any BTC anymore? No, I don't hold any BTC. Really? Yes. Wow. Uh, uh, I, I, I sold it all. Um, but um, yes, uh, I... When it comes to the moon, now let's let's talk about the moon. You know, this has now been something that gets everybody excited and yeah. you know invest. And, you know, it's not going to be that easy. Uh, you know, uh, I guess what you could do in this case is you could speculate and you could you know buy a bit here, a bit here, a bit here, and you know maybe mm -hmm. you could do well. Um, I think it's 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 not a it's not a great thing for you to think about investing in coins and becoming rich. Of course. No. I, I, you know, I think is if you have, and you don't have to have any particular skill. You don't have to be a software engineer. You don't have to be anything. Uh, you can be whatever you are. The the real value in in this is is building on top of it. You know, like for example, uh, you have a podcast and so on. Mm. So you're using the internet to build a business and to build value and to acquire uh, your uh, your followers and to somehow monetize them and so on. So your wealth is not coming from you investing in, you in, know, in, a cryptocurrency. In, in, in let's say a, a browser stock or something. You know, yeah. your what you should be doing and what people should be doing is thinking: okay, we've now got a new system here, a new platform, a new a new world. What can I do in this world to now add value and bring value to people? And that is where your your the wealth that you generate will come from. Right. Building a business, building, a, a, you know, a, educating people. What you're doing right now, you're educating people. Um, you know, that's what you should be trying to do. Of course, uh, you know, if there is a, a, a cryptocurrency that becomes very well used, of course, it'll go up in value. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we do have something that has fixed supply. So, yes, uh, we all are at that lucky stage and early stage of this development where if we make the right choices, you know, we could do well. 
as people have done over the last few years. But I would hope that we, we don't think like that. We don't think about what should I invest in, what should I invest in. Mm-hmm. You know, how can I add value? How can I make my, let's say I do invest in Bitcoin SV. It's not going to get expensive on its own. It's not going to go up in value yeah. on its own. I've got to make it. Absolutely. I've got to try and make a, a, a SV the most valuable coin in the world if I'm invested in it. Sitting back, now this is a, a thing about BTC. They have this hodl mentality. Yeah. They're like, buy hodl. <laughs> Sit back. Wait for it, guys. Halving. 2020 halving. Yeah, yeah. Logically, 2020 halving. It logically, it doesn't make sense. If like if we all buy and hold it, then what? Yes, halving. 2020 halving. Yeah, yeah. Logically, 2020 halving. It logically, it doesn't make sense. If like if we all buy and hold it, then what? Yes. Oh, we're holding. Yeah. Don't sell. Yeah. Don't sell. Don't use. You know, it's like completely nuts. Uh, and and uh, uh, it's almost like they're advocating a world where you can you can buy something, you can sit on your butt, and then you'll become wealthy. And I mean, that's not the kind of world we're looking for. Mm-hmm. We want a world where people are inspired to build and to create and to to uh, create that world that we want. You know, if you want BDC, if you're holding a, a Bitcoin uh, core, go out and be an advocate. Build a, a, something around it, you know, make it valuable for people. Yeah. So one thing, uh, lastly, we can talk mm-hmm. about is, you know, Bitcoin can have this thing around it mm-hmm. uh, about uh, financial inclusion. Yes. Right. And I grew up in Africa as well. Mm. Like, you know, we know the problems mm. that we have. South Africa maybe has a lot more better solutions. Mm. But for others in other countries that are stifled, you know, mm. uh, I, I see most countries in Africa have um, 30% bank account penetration rate. Sure. Well, in Zim, it's, uh, I think 98% of people are using things like M-Pesa and EcoCash. Exactly. So when we talk about i mean there is a point for people who talk about you know we want a completely decentralized form of this thing because now i can see that it's already starting to change when regulators are coming in and trying Mm -hmm. to make things work the problem is they're not helping the small guy now it's i think i feel like it's going towards the to protect the wealthy already anyway at this point Mm. What, what are your thoughts to that? Like, if, you know, things like KYC, mm. which or, or already, I know it, it has a point, it has a mm. place, mm. but already it caters to the people that are already uh, at a better space. Mm. Sure. You know, if you don't have a... Documented. A, a, a docu- so. You're not documented. Mm. I mean, what does that help you with? Yes. So I feel like they're limiting financial access to, to those who don't have it. Yes, that's true. Uh, I mean, of course, uh, when it comes to financial inclusion, that is exactly what drove me into Bitcoin in the first place. You know, seeing the problems in Zim, seeing even uh, uh, problems here, although South Africa, you know, we seem to have a financial system that is you know, fairly robust and so on. But uh, of course, you know, my whole focus is financial inclusion. You know, mm-hmm. I want to create a world where people can use Bitcoin, people who don't have access to uh, traditional payment systems and so on. And that is my, my entire focus. I, I, that is what gets me up in the morning. Now, there are going to be barriers to entry in, in, in the interim, of course. You know, um, uh, the first barrier to entry, of course, right now is how do you acquire these things? You know, and uh, yeah. we've got a product that we're about to launch now where people can go and buy Bitcoin at a, a retailer. So we, we're hoping to, to cover that side of things. But once you've got it, it's not enough just to have it. You know, you need to have a place where you can spend it. Yeah. So we're building right now a, a whole lot of open source technology where payment uh, merchants and retailers can actually accept Bitcoin as payment. So that's going to ho- hopefully allow uh, people to uh, buy and sell. Of course, it's not going to solve the issue about undocumented uh, people and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, those are the kinds of uh, hurdles we have to go through because it is, you know, uh, uh, obligated, uh, you know, to, by us uh, to to follow whatever the regulations are, and and they are, you know, becoming 
more you know, uh, so that we have to enforce you know KYC and so on. Uh, at the moment, uh, when you buy a voucher, you have to put your first name, your surname, and your ID number in, mm. um, and that of course is going to restrict people who don't have that information. So you know we would, uh, but once you've got Bitcoin, by the way, then you're free to yeah. do whatever you like. You know you can send it to anybody. Um, and another another uh, service we're about to go live on is uh, a cross border remittance uh, solution. So mm. we're trying to bring the costs down. You know people who are working in South Africa and sending money across border. So there's certainly going to be hurdles. You know uh, uh, trying to find ways for people to get Bitcoin, hold Bitcoin, and spend Bitcoin, use it. Um, we are working so closely with our regulators to try and uh, figure out those regulatory hurdles and to try and iron them out. Luckily, Bitcoin isn't considered uh, money, so we don't have the same requirements, you know, mm. in terms of deposit taking and so on. Um, so we, we we have less hurdles than another financial institution. Yeah. Um, but this is all part of the journey. You know, it's not a solution that is going to instantly work everywhere. Um, and it's going to take entrepreneurs like yourself, myself, to to try and and bring this into the world and uh, make it accessible. And for, um, say, for you, you know, Banky Moon, I know what you guys do, you, you work with some of the Senpi, actually, mostly now I'm, I'm mostly involved with Senpi. okay, okay. So, yes. so do, when you speak to these regulators, yes. What, what are their interests? Do they actually ever think of financial inclusion as a thing yes. or are they just trying to protect the wealthy all the time? Well, uh, they... Because it feels like that's what they do. It's not that they want to protect the wealthy. That's not uh, how it is. And uh, But what they do obviously have is a mandate to stop things like money laundering and exchange con you know, exchange controls. They don't want money leaving the country and so on. So they've got those sorts of issues. Um, you know, Those are the big ones, you know, money laundering and tax evasion and so on. So it's not that they're trying to protect to protect the wealthy. I mean, if, if you were to go to any regulator and say that, they'd be very... Uh, um, you know, insulted and uh, they're, they're trying to say, no, we're trying to make the world a better place. Yeah, but I mean, so, if you're trying to make a world a better place, why don't you ever think about those who don't have you know, yes, to, to get included in the system? They certainly do. I, they, and I'm sure they do. money laundering was there before Bitcoin. Right. And it's still there. Yes. Most, of it, most of money laundering isn't done with Bitcoin. It's still true. With Bitcoin. No, you're right. You're right. So regulators are not trying to protect the wealthy. They're not trying to ruin our fund. Um, you know, they, they have their own, obviously their own agenda. They're trying to protect their currency and, you know, talking yeah. about central banks right now. Um, and uh, uh, so they, they want to make sure that, you know, that, that if, if there are any back doors for criminals, then that they cl get those back doors closed. Uh, and of course, they're interested in financial inclusion. That's why when we are with them, we often uh, give them the, that whole story about we're trying to bring financial inclusion. Uh, we're trying to reduce the cost of cross-border remittance and so on. And um, that they're very open to, and that uh, helps the, our case. Mm. So I, I, I can't speak for all regulators around the world. You know, obviously they're different. Ours are very are good. You know, we right. have really uh, uh, good regulators, people who are really intelligent, and also, you know, they do want to uh, help South Africans. You know, they. It's funny, you know, when you think of a central bank, you think of a, of a private bank. You know, you think of guys who just want to make money. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> central bankers are government, and uh, uh, no matter what you think of government, everybody in government thinks they're making the, the country a better place. They all want to make okay. the country a better place. When you're in government, you might be wrong. You know, you might be a socialist or something. I'm anti-social. I don't know if you're a socialist. But, you know, you might have the wrong ideas about economics, you know, or politics, you know. Uh, but it's not coming from a place of evil. I'm talking generally here. Yeah, yeah. You know, it comes from a, uh, their opinions on how to make the world a better place. And uh, they might be completely wrong. They might be missing the point. But at least that's their, their motivation. And when it comes to regulators, that's, that's a government thing. But that, that, that the worst people, I, mean, I don't know who said that the worst people are the, the bad people with 
I mean, the good people with bad intentions yes. without knowing it. Yes. Because everybody thinks they're doing the right thing. Sure. Even Hitler <laughs> thought he was doing the right thing. That's true. Uh, exactly. So, it, it's, it, you know, I guess you, what you're going to hope is that the motivations are good and that you educate them enough so they make those right decisions. And, you know, I've been working very hard to try that, you know, mm-hmm. to, to educate them and show them that Bitcoin is not the scary money laundering drug you're buying you to tool <laughs> it's transparent it can help people it can be audited it can be taxed and uh, I, i'm sure you know we are making because we still i still see articles about oh bitcoin is a is a scam kind of right thing, you know? yeah which i understand in africa right now there's a lot of um, a scam like most, most cryptocurrencies are scams uh, oh, and, yeah. I mean, not, not only cryptocurrencies, but like people, this, things that are seemingly, yes. they seem like cryptocurrencies. Ponzi schemes. Exactly. But yeah, they, they're easy you. to understand to people because they tell them, you know, give us money, sure. we give you 5% per month. Yes. Kind of thing. And that's what regulators are trying to stop. Right. So anyway, we, we, I think I'm very optimistic about our country um, and uh, very optimistic about the technology. And I'm sure that in a few years time, I don't know how long it'll take, but it's not going to be tomorrow. You know, it'll, things will settle down mm. um, and then we'll see real progress. Thanks for, for your time, and I appreciate your how you broke down Bitcoin, uh, SV, and Coro in a way. All these, I think, I will take some time to actually think about it and see how I can place myself in the market. Definitely, look into Bitcoin. Yeah, I think it's more like it's it's more like a, a fanboy thing where everybody mm. just like ah oh, screw Bitcoin, you know, mm. fuck Bitcoin, mm. Bitcoin SV, mm. or whatever Bitcoin is. It, yes. it just have to be Bitcoin Core is the only Bitcoin. Right. So. It's it's worth thinking about, you know, mm. once uh, you understand what's going on behind the scenes. So Absolutely, that's yeah. great. So, send B. How can people sign up right now? Is that you say yes. they get free Bitcoin? Uh, well, uh, we were running a campaign for mm. people who downloaded SendP to get free SendP, uh, coins. We don't have that at running at the moment, but we will run it in the future, mm. over and over again. Uh, we call it our Honey Rewards. Yeah. Um, and so, if they download SendP, uh, check it out. Uh, it's it's improving, uh, and uh, we're soon going to launch our vouchers, and you can go buy a Bitcoin SV at uh, a retailer, um, and come along for the ride. Awesome. Anything lastly you want to share? No, but thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Great. Awesome. Hello once again, and that was the end of our conversation. And just before you go, just want to communicate a few things with you uh, quickly. If you have uh enjoyed any of the podcasts or this specific podcast episode i would appreciate it if you share it with your friends and family through your social media twitter facebook etc etc as well as write me a five-star review on itunes or apple podcast app that would be fantastic it helps me flourish and sustain this podcast as well now we also on other platforms like soundcloud uh, stitcher radio um and all other major podcast platforms so whichever way you're listening to it i would appreciate it if you leave me a review you can also subscribe to the graph podcast through my website graybc.com g-r-e-y-j-a-b-e-s-i.com there you also find some of the blogs that i'm writing sometimes and you get notified as soon as the new episode has been published until next time enjoy and be productive